What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. What's going on, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. And today, our very, very, very special guest is Benjamin Jones. Um, Benjamin, thank you so much for being on our show today. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, yeah, I appreciate everyone who's who's on listening and hopefully you know, together we can add some value to your life and appreciate you know you spending your attention with us. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, Benjamin is a, a serial entrepreneur, online marketing expert, um, but I'm not going to butcher your bio. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, look, um, well, I, yeah, thank you again, Aaron, for having me. I guess basically, look, I've created multiple seven-figure businesses in, in different spaces, so uh, online, offline, um, uh, you know, coaching, consulting, and uh, we even teach kids how to start businesses. So I guess entrepreneurialism is something that um, is, is very, like, close to me, and I think even the more people we can help become entrepreneurs or come through maybe some of the strugglings that they're going through, in that process or even the resilience behind, um, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and how do you be successful at it? Yeah. How do we talk about those things and, um, yeah, in whatever way that I could add value. So, I mean, some of the companies we run, you can check them out. Um, Titan marketer, we help businesses grow to model six and seven figures with YouTube advertising. Um, you know, the other one is probably relevant here is, um, coaching, uh, sorry, is, um, youth in business helping kids start businesses before they finish school and i even have like a another business called complete prospecting where we do like mining and gold and stuff like that that's a whole other thing as well so. oh wow <laughs> that's awesome how did you what how did you get started in this process what was the catalyst that's that you know you said i want to to start a business let's start with the very first business how did you start that yeah are you an entrepreneur or a small business looking to take your brand to the next level? Then Visual Media is the service for you. Visual Media is a video production company who specializes in creating high quality visual content for social media, websites, and online courses. Head over to Visual Media on Instagram and drop Resilience in their DM to get started. That's V-Z-U-A-L-M-E-D-I-A underscore to get started. So I guess, look, it started when I was a kid, right? Like I wanted to have money and like we grew up on a farm. So there wasn't really the opportunity to to go get a job at McDonald's or anything like that. So we do, we grow our own things and sell them. And I guess that was, you know, a little bit entrepreneurial. Uh, but then when I went up to like school holidays, I'd go to my grandma's house up in the city and I literally like cut up some lino or vinyl t- like tiles they put on floors and made some stencils. And I just go door to door knocking and ask if people wanted like, spray paint numbers on their curbs so they could you know when people were driving past or whatever and i used to make enough money for my school holidays i'd go door knocking for a couple of days and i guess that was the first sort of entrepreneurial thing that i did sort of off my own bat and um i do other things create things sell them like usual like you know entrepreneurial kids do but my dad had this whole thing like you know you, you get a job or you, you go to college or university they're the only ways that you get out of this house right so um, i hated school school is not for me I mean, I could have finished it. I just had the wrong attitude. And um, I ended up becoming a tradesman and like becoming an apprentice first or a journeyman, depending on where you're from. And uh, I figured that was an easier way to get paid and make money before, instead of going to, to college and burning a whole bunch of money. 
and uh, before you get started, right? So, so that did really well for me. But uh, you know, and I, I sort of got to the top of that game, and I was quite frustrated. I, you know, I just wanted to have have more and do things, and um, I actually ended up getting into investing in real estate and stuff. And then probably my first business experience after that was um, my brother and business partner at the time was like, hey, let's go buy some online businesses. And that scared the crap out of me. I was like, I don't want to go do that. And uh, yeah, we did. And we I think we bought like, um, I can't remember if it was, you know, it was over 30 anyway <laughs> in the first year. And, and it was crazy. And that's really where I, I learned about like online business on the fly and I just had to sort of figure it out and um, yeah, started multiple businesses after that fact. And I think giving, giving yourself the permission to go and do it is one thing, but, you know, having it make enough income to leave your job, that's another thing. And then just, you know, all the milestones in business along the way. But yeah, I think you have, there's a lot of like fear and doubt and drama in, in, you know, unlearning, sort of what the system teaches you to learn to be able to come back and become an entrepreneur. You have to unlearn a lot of stuff. So yeah. Anyway, I don't know if that helps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you said you were an apprentice or you said a journeyman? Yeah. So I think in different countries, they call it different things, right? So I'm in Australia. So we call it an apprentice and then a tradesman. Uh, so I know in Canada, they call it, I don't know if it's apprentice and then a journeyman. I'm not sure in, in America, they call it tradesperson over there as well. Tradesperson and apprentice, absolutely, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was so in wondering. England, they call it journeyman as well. So it's like in different countries, they call it different things. So in Australia and America, it's the same, right? So I did a four-year apprenticeship as an electrician. Um, I ended up being an instrument technician as well, which is like an extra thing. And um, yeah, I did that for about nine years until I could figure out how to make enough money to not be doing that. <laughs> but, um, it looks yeah, like you figured kind of it out. Yeah, no, it was good. So, um, you know, like a, a lot of a lot of good learnings in there. I think it's a really good way of learning too. Is um, by doing, and I think that sort of set me up a bit for the business as well, which was kind of nice. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so you have a business that you help children, um, high school students, n- start their own businesses. Correct. Correct. So, so yeah, it's pretty fun. That sounds so interesting. What was the catalyst for that? Yeah. So, um, well, literally what happened, so I told you about those online businesses we bought, we did that. And then uh, my brother's like, let's sell up and I want to go traveling and all this stuff. So we just spent like two or three years building this business. And like, he was like, oh man, you know, like this is a lot of work. Let's just cash up and get out. And so we did that. And then I was like, oh, what do I do now? And around the same time, um, my, my son who was eight then, but he's now 14. So this is going back a little while. Um, he wanted to have pocket money and I was like, man, we're not doing pocket money. Like pocket money is just like money for doing nothing. You know, mm-hmm. no one is coming, you know, you need to be a bit more self-reliant. And, um, so what we did is he liked growing things, you know, like they grow those things where like grass grows out of little, little man and all that stuff. And oh, gotcha. so why don't you, yeah, I was like, why don't you get your nana's like, money she gave you for Christmas, we'll plant a herb garden and you can go door to door selling your herbs like in our local street or suburb and, you know, turn that money and learn how to deal with money and whatever. And that went really well. So he did that at eight and he had like, in the end, um, people would have like regulars that would order each week and he had all this money coming in and, and yeah, it worked really well. And 
then we had like heaps of other people ask us how to do that. And I, I had like some online subscription stuff and I was like, well, why don't we turn this into a business? Um, and then we took on some, some partners who are now friends of ours. They're like, Hey, why don't you sell this from stage? Next thing I know, we're doing events all over the country to like 500 or 800 people. And then we did it in the UK and a whole bunch of things. And, um, yeah, it's, it turned out pretty well. I mean, most of the kids, like they start out like, you know, in their first month, they do over a thousand dollars in sales, which is really cool. Um, we've had kids buy houses. Um, one of the kids is like before they're 18, one of the kids has even written a book, like how I made more money than my principal. Like it, it's, we've been in every single, every single TV channel, radio station. Um, kids have created amazing businesses. So yeah, it's been probably the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. And it, it just, it just grows, right? Like quite organically. So it's kind of fun. Absolutely. How I made more money than my principal. <laughs> that is a catchy title. Yes. I was lucky enough to write the, the forward. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so what yeah. was, so what was that experience? Like, you know, you've, you've created this business to help children and you are now writing a forward to one of the children that you've helped and their their book like what is that like how did that make you feel oh man it's absolutely amazing um you know like we've also had like that that's just one small thing we've had kids win like the national young achiever awards like um be the change awards like all these all these crazy like international awards like it's it's just been mental um and some of the businesses the kids do are crazy like you know ned he he does he sells like bamboo toothbrushes right and um you know makes an absolute fortune out of it uh, and then we've got uh, another guy josh he's actually created his own you know non-slip sunscreen and um you know i think he's in like 43 stores now something crazy and and like the stories just keep coming coming and it's it's just been the coolest thing to be a part of and and what's really been nice is because we've been doing it for you know seven years i think now is the kids who started at like you know, 12 or 13 have now become adults and, you know, they're able to leave school into a successful business that they've created. And um, so that it's pretty amazing to watch. It's uh, it's pretty fun. That's, that sounds like such a, a rewarding and what a service forward thing, you know, that, that you've been able to create. How important is it to surround yourself with, with a good support system? Um, you know, you have all these great ideas yeah, I think I think support system is really important. And no matter what you're doing, like whether you're starting um, a, a business or whatever it might be, uh, like for example, you know, I've put on a bit too much weight, right? And uh, what I've noticed is if I can hang around the people that I want to be with or that I want to have that change that they have that I haven't figured out. Mm -hmm. So just recently, like my wife's friends with a bunch of like yoga moms and stuff and their husbands all go do triathlons and all this crazy stuff. Um, I don't know, triathlons and running and biking and whatever, marathons. Um, so I started hanging out with them a bit and then they're like, oh, hey, come do some runs. You can do like a 10K run and I think that would be like seven miles, something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, so now I'm going to hang out with these guys. I have to go do that. I've ended up with a $1,000 running watch. I started doing running. But I guess coming back to your question, like the support thing is so important because like for me to hang out in that crowd and not be running and not being fit and healthy, like I'm the outside, uh, like I feel weird being there if I'm not, you know, making myself better in that way. So um, now it doesn't matter if it's business or maybe if it's just being positive and happy, you know, 
find people who are already that thing and, and try and contribute in some way in the group and you'll find that that support network will will gladly like lift you up right so um I, I don't mind like go join a church go join a choir like you do a sporting thing or a, or whatever club chess club it may be you know a business club whatever um if you if you need a support group and the one that you've got's not serving you um you know, go find one and or be part of something that um, that you enjoy with probably the people that you want to be like. So I don't know if that helps. But. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, how, what would be a piece of advice that you would give someone who is starting their online business um, and they want to do they want to run ads on YouTube. So I know you, you're an expert in that as well. And you actually have a business uh, structured around YouTube ads. What would be, yes. What would be um, one tip that you would give them to start? Yeah. uh, Look, make sure that you have a business model that's going to work for paid advertising. Okay. Uh, And not a business model, but more more a sales process, okay? And this is the number one mistake that we see like day in, day out is that they'll, they'll have an online business, nothing. Because I've got an online business, I should be able to run ads and it'd be profitable. Mm-hmm. It's actually not the case. So what happens is they usually pay like an advertising agency to come along and they'll run Facebook ads and they'll spend thousands of dollars on ads and it just doesn't work. And then the Facebook person or, you know, insert you know, the Google ads or the shopping ads person, whoever they engage will say something like, oh, look, it must be your landing page or your website just doesn't work, right? But they don't usually tell them that until they're like, you know, burn some money figuring it out. Mm. And and it's hard. Like when you first get in online business, you just think, hey, look, I've, you know, I've got a product, I put it online, people will come. It's not actually how it works, right? So the number one thing in in, tra- in online business is traffic but more importantly it's leads and sales and how the traffic converts so my very first thing in answering your question is to make sure you have a sales process that works um now like we run some training we have some free calculators but uh what you need to figure out usually there's three numbers and the three numbers are like how much does it cost you for a click what does your landing page convert at and you know what do you what's your sales process Mm -hmm. i mean you could probably boil it right down into like how much is it going to cost you for a lead or a sale um, in paid traffic? And if you know that number, you can work backwards. So if it costs you $20 for a lead uh, and, you know, you, you can turn that lead into a $100 sale, that's a good day, right? And you need, to be, yeah, you need to be able to know your math. So we actually give away like a whole bunch of calculators to work this out. Like you sit down, work out your sales process first, and then go look at traffic, okay? Um, so... And what you're looking for is what we call return on ad spend. So it's called ROAS and you need, this is the minimum number. So I don't know if you're listening or you're driving or whatever, but just stop and write this down. You, you need to have a minimum three times return on ad spend. So if you spend $1 on ads, you need to be able to get at least $3 back. And that's going to allow you to pay for your staff. It's going to allow you to have overheads. It's going to allow you to do all the other bits in your business. As long as your margins aren't ridiculous, you'll be able to grow and scale from there. And in most cases, you want to get to at least five if you're a service-based business. E-commerce, it's a little bit harder. Um, and if you're in some sort of consulting or high-ticket stuff, you should be doing like seven to 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the big difference for us is we actually, 
the very first thing we do, if you ever get on a strategy call with me or my team, is we actually work out like, are you going to be profitable first? Um, and if you've got that bit figured out, then you can look at traffic, right? Uh, and obviously, like YouTube's amazing uh, with the things that you can do there. Like it's it's literally the coolest. Like in, as far as targeting and like cost per lead and all of that, it's literally the best thing on the market at the moment. Um, but you know, make sure that you've got a sales process that's going to work before you go spending you know even one dollar on ads. So gotcha. that would be my pro tip. Yeah. So that sales process is is the most important thing. Um, how how did you come to that conclusion? Hey, hey, hey. If you're enjoying this content, do not forget to rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience. Well, funnily enough, um, I guess it's just having lots of conversations with business owners who want to run marketing. And um, what would happen is, and, and we'd get, what would, what was that? Originally, I have to go back a couple of steps, is we'd get a lot of people come in and say, oh, can you help us with your marketing? And I'd have a look at it. And we weren't an agency or like offering consulting to start with. I was just doing it for a few of like my seven-figure business owner friends and stuff. They'd say, oh, can we market this? And I'd have a look at it and go, no, it won't work. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, well, why won't it work? Because like, the math doesn't work. And then I'd have to sit there and explain it. And then when we started, you know, um, particularly with YouTube, when we started showing people like, hey, look, you see, you said run ads. They could come to us with their product or service. I'd look at it and it goes, you can't sell it like that. You know, like it's not going to work. And they'd be like, oh, well, you know, we've been having these agencies and we're spending all this money and it must work. And, uh, and I'd literally have to show them the math. And and that's where we, we built some calculators around it. Like you can literally put like two or three I'm have, I'll give you guys the calculators on the call. Like I'll send you the link to them, right? <laughs> it basically like put your details of your business into these. They're basically just a really simple Excel spreadsheet. You put it in there. If you can get a minimum three times return on ad spend, then it works. But I just got really, I you know, trying to explain it to people that it won't work was much harder than just showing them that it will work or how okay. profitable that be. And I mean, let me ask you the question. If you knew you were going to be profitable before you started running ads, would you be more comfortable about running paid advertising mm-hmm. absolutely so, yeah and, th- and that's that's why so and we're a little bit different like we don't work with anyone that can't get a minimum three times around ad spend so our business model is so much better than a lot of the other agencies because we only work with people we can help right so so that so your um your consultation call your the initial call is to see that see if you even can help in their business yeah 100 percent. we'll see if it'll even work so we usually give them some free training and a whole bunch of free resources like we even give people like literally how to script out your first youtube ad how to get it all set up because like we know the people that we can help are already sort of halfway up or they're, they're getting going or whatever right mm-hmm. um and then we can take them to that next next level so the more information the more help i can get people in getting started the easier it is for me and the easier it is for them. You know, like a lot of people are like, oh no, we can't show you the how to do it part. But yeah, I think that they're missing out. So yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, just get started. And here's a crazy thing, right? Like we're talking YouTube ads. Um, 
YouTube and Google at the moment, Google ads and YouTube ads are the same, right? Are literally giving $500 US away when you spend $500 to get started with Google ads. So like, if you're looking at getting started with a paid ad platform, there's no way Facebook's going to give you 500 bucks, right? Like just, just get out there, get started, yeah. run some traffic, see if it works and, um, and grow your business that way. Love it. I love that information. Um, so is there a link that you can provide so my listeners could take advantage of some of the content and information that you do have? Yeah, hundred percent. So I'll, I'll send you a link to some free training. Um, and I'll also send you a link to, um, yeah, all the free tools and resources that we give away. So like how to write your scripts, how to write your, um, you know, how to, how to set up your targeting, all of that will be in there as well. Absolutely. So. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. I know there's going to be so many people who, who are going to take advantage of this and I'm excited for them. What, what is a, an opportunity? I'm gonna call it an opportunity because problem to me, I don't know. I'm big on language. And I'd rather call it an opportunity because there's more space and opportunity than an actual problem. So what is an opportunity that you've had in your business um, that could have set you back? Um, and how did you navigate it? An opportunity that could have set me back or did set me back? That, that could have. That, that could have. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think like, like COVID is probably a good one. Mm, COVID definitely. That's a great one. Have, yeah, absolutely. Could, could have set me back. So like, um, like we live in, in Western Australia and I don't, if you're not aware, um, which most people aren't, they actually locked the state down for nearly two years. So mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to leave the state at all. Um, then that's a massive problem. If you're a speaker like myself, like we, I, I'd, run my own events or other events and I'd fill rooms and I'd speak. Right. So I literally could not, the, the thing that was producing like, I don't know, 70% of my income uh, for my businesses, like literally we couldn't do it. And we actually had a business where we were teaching other people how to speak from stage, but we couldn't fly to their events. So I actually lost a whole business over it and like, like well over a million dollars of revenue I lost um, on that. And we had to shut down another business and a whole thing over, over COVID, right? Like that, that could have been the end mm-hmm. of my entrepreneurial career. Well, not so much because I would have done other things, but you know, like that, that's, you know, that's a big hit. Uh, we also had like, uh, we used to take kids to China and show them how to import products and stuff. So I think we had like 70 people booked in for like trips over there and we got like, no one was refunding any of the money or anything that we really mm. laid down for that. Like it was crazy, crazy time. So um, anyway, so that could have been really bad, but out of that came a bunch of blessings and the opportunity on the other side. And that was like, we had to pivot. And in a lot of ways, it was good because we learned how to grow and scale our business without having to do events and fly around and do all of that. And while I lost that business, it opened like the business where we were doing coaching, it really opened the door for another business to come into play. And that was where we started the, um, the complete prospecting side of things and getting into like gold and like buying up mining tenements and stuff like that so uh you know where where the coaching business sort of ended another business opened like we're able to like pivot and shift and we're able to get all of our other coaching businesses and stuff 
maybe online with, um, you know, like just without having to fly or travel or anything like that. And um, yeah, so I mean, it was it was good in that way. So now I know if the Evershot borders are unlocked anywhere, I don't have to, you know, like I just opened other revenue streams. And, you know, we're coming back uh, now just as well as we were just before COVID. So, you know, I think that was a great opportunity, as you would put it, <laughs> to learn how to pivot, to pivot and change and not just give up. Um, and like, while it was hard, you know, like if I guess resilience is the, is the thing here, like if you can stick through it um, and, you know, be patient and, you know, just keep moving forward, you'll be surprised at how quickly you can actually move and pivot and things can really work out well for you. So. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. COVID um, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, put a damper on a lot um now you are an international speaker like an, an international keynote speaker what what has that been like post covid i haven't i haven't done any so like a lot of the events aren't back on um mm-hmm. so and i actually actually know like a lot of speaking uh people like the, the events are back on in a lot of places and things, but particularly in Australia, like uh, here it's, it's a lot less. And um, the Australian people that I was speaking with, like when we, even in the U S or UK, like they're not even doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't like, so that whole thing's done. I'm actually part of like a speakers association here in Australia as well. And um, yeah, like a lot of the speakers that just the ones that are still that have lived through COVID uh, and is still going like a lot of them are just not even doing it anymore right um so that, in, that whole industry just got really smashed uh they're they're all transitioned online now right so even mm-hmm. like some of my good friends who are like speakers and things they're like oh we can do it all online now which we all can uh and zoom's taking that platform as well so mm-hmm. you do summits and stuff now instead of events for example or um you know what everyone's selling selling virtually uh, so we've just gone back to live events the last couple of months which which has been great. Um, we've been sort of, you know, but we found people aren't coming out as much as they were before. And, you know, it's, it's a different space. Yeah. So I think like, I think a lot of like the bigger guys and other, or a lot of the the speakers that I know are sort of, you know, they're, they're back into it, but not like pre COVID, you know what I mean? So it's kind of a, a smaller world than it was. So yeah. yeah. If, if that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. That, um, I just love to to hear how other people are navigating uh, their speaking, um, and and especially like around the world. You know, um, a lot of speakers here in the U.S. they've they've moved to online. You know, and they do their online speaking, which I personally love speaking in person. You know, I love live events. There is a sense of just um, energy that you can't quite tap into sitting in front of a camera, you know. But I understand doing what you have to do and navigating that process. But I just love to hear how other people around the world have navigated um, what COVID has done to their speaking speaking businesses. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the guys, well, even some good friends who has them and we did it as well, like doing a lot of virtual events, mm-hmm. um, you know, webinars, summits, those sorts of things. Uh, and 
Yeah, and they work, right? So, you know, a lot of the times like, well, if we can do it online and we don't have to pay the ridiculous fees to um, you know, hotels and stuff like yeah. that and venues. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I like, I really like the personal events. Like we've just done two. We did one. I'm from Perth. So we did one in Sydney, uh, which is on the other side of Australia, and also Gold Coast um, in the last couple of months. In the last, what have we done? Two in the last seven or eight weeks or something. Oh, cool. And, um yeah, and that that was really cool. It was nice to get back out there and connect with people in person. And you know, all, all, I think there's a certain connection that happens at live events that you just can't get, you know, virtually. I mean, it's good. It's like you know, fantastic. We live in an era where there's like technology like that. But mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole other thing. Like even between Zoom, sitting in a room with someone, right? So, and the attention of the participants is different. You know, like if you're on Absolutely. Zoom, you can be like scrolling through facebook or like doing something else answering emails like if you go to an event you're like present for the whole time right yeah. so yeah you're locked in so it's a, you know different vibe yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i agree i agree 110 percent with that um <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there's just a there's a level that like i like i said there's an energy that you just miss miss out on when you when you're not live when you're not in person and I think that's how a lot of at least the speakers that I know that's how a lot of them feel um of course technology is amazing and the fact that we could sit and do a summit you know and have I don't know thousands of people you know locked in online imagine the energy that it would be if we were all able to get in person you know yeah 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 and you know there's two sides to it like obviously the the cost of doing that live is insane yeah absolutely <laughs> and, uh, absolutely <laughs> and, you know like having you know having a thousand people virtually is obviously like a fraction of the cost right so uh i can see why a lot of the bigger events now are are, are online right um they even have a look at like some of t- like tony robbins events and that like he still has his live ones or whatever but a lot of them are all have a virtual element to them now mm-hmm. where they didn't before, right? So I think it's um like COVID's really re- redefined the whole speaking coaching industry over the past two or three years. And it's been really quite interesting to see those who adapted and those who didn't. And um yeah, and I think you know the resilience in the industry and was was really cool to watch over that period of time. So yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um what Let's see. Let's see. What is I want I want something. I want to ask you something really good. Get for it. <laughs> what <laughs> What is one thing that you would change over the past 3 years? One thing in your life yes. that you would change in the past 3 years? Um, and how dramatic, how dramatically would that have changed your life today? Hey, 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 did you know I wrote a book? It's called The Value Method, Five Steps to Unlocking Your Greatest Potential. And in it, I share just that. Five wildly easy, actionable steps that will set you up to have a greater human experience daily. I've included interactive worksheets and small assignments at the end of each chapter 
you're literally creating a living blueprint of your best life. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to purchase your copy and a copy for a friend. One thing that I changed in the past three years, um, so I probably would have transitioned quicker. Mm. So like I sat, I sat around during COVID for probably about a year, just yeah. going like, oh yeah, it'll be over soon. It'll be over soon. It'll be over soon. And, um, and I didn't, I didn't move. I was just procrastinating. I was like, oh yeah, this will just, you know, it'll all phase out. It'll be okay. And it probably stuck my head in the sand for like a good 12 months. Mm. Um, and, and I was comfortable enough to, to sort of be able to do it. And I think that was the other problem as well. So it's probably a double problem there. Um, so yeah, I would have moved quicker. I would have been like, okay, my environment's changed. I need, I now need to change with it instead of being like, the environment's changed. I can just stay the same. Mm-hmm. And it'll all, it'll all go back to the way that it was. And obviously that wasn't the case. Yeah. So that would have made a massive impact had I, made, had I moved quicker instead of just, oh, yeah, it'll be all right and chilled out for a year. Um, you know, that probably, that cost me a lot in terms of um, not only like financial, but I think growth as well. And and I think, you know, under, probably having a better understanding that, things happen outside your control and you just have to deal with them. Like you can't control everything. Um, And I think as entrepreneurs, we like to control everything, right? (laughs) So yeah. So So when there's like a pandemic and it's all going on, you're just like, this needs to go away so I can get back in control. But yeah. So yeah, I guess that would be some things. Yeah. That that would be one. Yeah. Uh, Probably one of the bigger, bigger ones. though, like a life one, like, man, I stayed in my job way too long. Mm. <laughs> so, so one of my biggest one of my biggest regrets was like like i should have left that long ago and just gone and figured out becoming an entrepreneur and even if i was like yeah i should have done it earlier like well before i had kids i think mm. that would have been really fun um why didn't just, you yeah exactly right um i think it was because i didn't know that i could mm. and no one no one really teaches you how to be an entrepreneur like there's no you kind of like, it's like riding a bike. Like you can read a book on it. You can watch a video, but until you go out and actually do it, you know, you don't really know that. Right. Um, and the other one would be like, like not planning. This is another big regret. If I were doing regrets is like not, not planning the better plan. And I think that was a massive problem when I first got into business is I'd plan everything out and, and it would never go that way, but I'd have the plan to prove that it didn't go that way. Right. Mm. And and I think like a big turning point for me was learning how to, it's a concept we call like selling it before you build it. And if you can make sales first and then grow your business around that, like if I had have learned that skill when I was younger or like when I was coming out, like if I could go prove it and make sales first and then, you know, deliver on the stock or deliver on the service or whatever it might be, that's that's where the confidence comes in, in into the business. So I should have done that like earlier in the piece. So there's a couple if that if that helps. Yeah, absolutely. It's like um it's like a like a pre-sale. Like say you have a, a t-shirt company and you get all these pre-sales and then and then you get your your money, your revenue and all of that and then you're able to deliver those and everyone is happy and of course there's going to be some people who have something to say or a gripe or a complaint and we'll navigate that when that comes but absolutely being able to sell before you you actually have the thing in a sense 
Yeah, like hundred percent. So like, this is one of the things we teach the kids is, is sell it before you build it. And mm. like, for example, like one of the kids, um, this is a good example. Like all the kids that we get to start the youth and business program, they literally start with $20. So I have $20, they have to turn it into as much money as they can the first month. Mm-hmm. And most kids do over a thousand dollars. And when we first started, that all do like a couple of hundred dollars. But like, take a second and think about that. Like if you were down to your last $20 and you went out there and tried to figure out ways to sell it or grow that $20 and you could turn it into a couple of hundred dollars, no one would ever go hungry ever again. Mm-hmm. Right. So like to me, like that's would literally solve world hunger if people could get out there and they knew how to get out there and, and sell, right? Like sell a service, sell, go help people with someone, shine their shoes, do whatever you need to do, right? <laughs> But you can, you can go and sell, um, you know, a product or a service or whatever. And and that that is a skill I think people need to learn. So the example I wanted to use was, look, we had some kids who they literally just went out there and got a free Shopify subscription. They got some um, like sustainable products that they found online, messaged it all out to their friends. Two separate kids did this. One, they did a business called Forever Straws. So then stainless straws were a big thing. Um, I think they nearly did like $2,000 in their first month of these straws. And then they're able to ship them and say, Hey guys, we're restraining a couple of weeks later. If you want to cancel your order, that's fine. No one did. And then they're able to deliver on their product. Right. But they knew that they had a market and that they could sell it and a sales channel and all of that. And, um, you know, another one did a very similar thing and same result. Right. And they were called the eco twins. Anyway, the, the point of the story is like, that's just an online one. That's not even offline, you know? So um you know, see see if you can sell it if you can't sell it then it's not a it's not a good idea like move on there's a million ideas so yeah, yeah I, I wish i had learned that skill I like love years that. ago. that's so, just that just and that's it's beautiful because there's perspective there you know being able to step back and say hey this probably could have worked better um and now going forward, you can make the adjustments that are necessary to make it work. Um, and, yeah, 100%. And I think that's amazing to share because I know this audience, um, in particular, my audience, they um, perspective is something I talk about a lot on top of resilience, of course, um, but perspective, um, being able to step back and really, really see things differently from a different lens, um, a different point of view. And how to navigate something or a situation a different way, you know. And there's there's more than one way to do anything. hundred percent, hundred percent. I love that. I love that. Um, is there anything that you want to share uh, that we haven't talked about that we haven't gone over that you think will definitely, definitely benefit anyone who's listening? um yeah i mean oh so many things right so <laughs> um anything i'd like to share that's so broad i i think you know i think like obviously like i can i could talk about the entrepreneur side but i think like uh probably one thing for me is like understanding like why we do the things we do is, uh, is sort of what what keeps me awake more than anything and uh, I think like no matter what your level is, like we're all searching for some sort of meaning behind the whole thing, right? So uh, to me, I think what's what's really good is like understand like like what gifts that you have 
to serve the world with. And, and this is probably something that I've been thinking about lately is, you know, like we're all given talents or gifts of something, right? Like what are they? And, um, and like, you know, who, with those talents or gifts, who can you help? Who can you serve? And if you can go out there with that mentality and turn that into either a business or it doesn't even have to be business, just something that you enjoy doing. Uh, if you can get that to be your, your primary mean of income, then you'll never have to work a day in your life. Like you'll be happy. And that's the most important bit, right? So I, I don't care if, you know, you have a, a skin condition, you've got a skincare product or um, you're just really good at listening to people or you're able to coach people through something or, you know, um, you're really good at art and you create massive masterpieces or whatever. Like all of those things, like we have the talent um, to go and help people, whatever that might be. Now, having the talent's probably not enough. I think we need to be able to sell the talent as well because mm. a lot of people don't value what's free. So I guess like if you're looking for like meaning and purpose in a way that can be monetized to help people and yourself, um, figure out how to sell that. You know, like if you can sell that whatever it is right um and we can you can tap that into becoming an entrepreneur and becoming free then i guess that's what i'd, I'd like to share so that i wish someone had sat me down and explained that to me at 18 yeah. so yeah absolutely i love that um that's a that's a that's a great piece of advice um for anyone listening and so, yeah. uh th thank you so much for sharing um, how can we support you and where can we find you on, uh, on the internet? Yeah. Um, so you just like, if you wanted to connect with me personally, like LinkedIn is probably the best place. So if you type in like Ben Jones and YouTube advertising or Ben Jones and like, um, you think business or something, I'm going to pop up. There's a lot of Ben Joneses out there or Benjamin Joneses. <laughs> so, uh, check that out. Um, otherwise, if you wanted to check out, um, either the websites like Titan Market or Youth in Business, we've got some free resources and stuff that you can that you can see uh, to get yourself started in any one of those things. So happy to help people there. Again, you can like reach out and uh, on the contact pages there or even just support at Titan Marketer or support at Youth in Business um, emails. Yeah, happy to help you guys out in any way that we can. Um, and um, yeah, that, that's probably some places you can check us out. Perfect. I'll be sure to put all those links and everything in the show notes. Um, cool. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I yeah, have. Look, um, go ahead. Yeah. Thank you for having it. I was going to say, look, we're wrapping up. Thank you for having me on. It's It's been an amazing pleasure to come and uh, talk to your listeners. Hopefully in some way I've been able to uh, help or provide some value in any way and appreciate your time for listening. Uh, and thank you, Aaron, for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have one final question for you before yeah. you get out of here. One final question. All right. What does resilience mean to you? Uh, resilience. So I think, like, I don't know the actual definition to be hundred percent honest, mm -hmm. but to me, I think, I think it's just like sticking with it. You know, like, um, you know, like I think there's two parts to it. You have to be resilient in something. So I think like you have to have like a goal or somewhere you want to get to, and you have to be resilient in, in getting there. So to me, that's what that would mean. So if I said, you know, I wanted to get to this level of happiness, health, wealth, you know, relationship, whatever, having the resilience to, to stick with that um, when it gets hard mm -hmm. and, and be able to push through what's ever hard to get to the goal. And then when I get there, realize that like there's always another goal and it's actually the journey that's more important than the actual getting there, right? 
So a resilience to me, I guess, would be the journey in getting to where we want to go, no matter what it's in, whether it's business, life, relationships or whatever, and being able to you know, walk through the fires or crawl across the glass or whatever it might be to get where we want to go and sticking with it and not quitting. So I love that. It's literally uh, resilience in action. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Ben, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Ah, thank you. I appreciate it. And um, like I said before, guys, thanks for having me on it. Um, it was my pleasure. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate and review. And remember, resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience.